Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast that discusses faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility in the hopes of inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon is going to join me as we have a conversation with returning guest, Dan Hines. Dan Hines is a financial coach who helps married couples master money. That's right. And you probably are struggling right now because of the pandemic. You know, who isn't? You know, we've seen increases in prices with groceries as hoarding happened. We probably experienced some sort of reduction in our hours, reduction in our pay. And then some of us have probably unfortunately been furloughed or laid off from our jobs. And that's why we have this episode, because we want you to have some practical tips on how to navigate this tough time. So sit back and relax. Unless you're driving or just yelling at your TV because the Cowboys lost again. Uh, In that case, we can't help you. But what we can do is share some information with you, some tips on how you can master money in your marriage. Here we go. Hey, Brandon. Hello. Hello. (laughs) You can start to tell, like, if you really pay attention to these episodes, you can tell where we're like at the halfway mark on recording day. I don't think anybody pays attention. I don't think they do either. (laughs) But if they did, if we, if we have that one person out there who's fanatical enough about this show besides me and you, when they put all of these episodes in the Smithsonian to save them forever, people will realize we'll be gone. Man, hundred years from now, when they're putting up statues of us. As the greatest podcasters ever. Or the only one that got saved in the Smithsonian. (laughs) That's what you were left with. (laughs) Because my uncle runs a place or something. Some government worker was slacking that day. (laughs) You put who? Okay. (laughs) Could just shifted the whole Apple podcast library into the Smithsonian. But no, they picked one show. And it was us. You're welcome, future post-apocalyptic generations. But today, we have the procurement manager, for Blackwater Industries <laughs> out of Houston, Texas, Dan Hines. Wait, I, I don't think that's the... What Did I do the wrong research? Yes, that is why you are not in charge of research. That is the wrong LinkedIn profile. I was going to say, we could get into some Blackwater stuff. This is going to be pretty do cool. Do you even know what they do? They're like a... Uh, private security yeah, firm. Private yeah, private security firm like in Iraq and Afghanistan. There's, yeah, there's they, some news stories there. Documentaries, too, about... We need know. to hashtag Blackwater Industries on this episode. Who knows who we'll get. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This is this is the thing that got us killed. Not yeah. <laughs> not the other thing. <laughs> this thing. Uh, but no, we have a different Dan Hines. This is the guy behind Adulting with Money, the, the website, uh, the coaching services, as well as the YouTube channel. We had him on our show back in March. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's that makes your research that makes even funnier. way more sense. Because all you had to do was go back to March, listen to that episode all over again. You remember? Because <laughs> this guy didn't seem too interesting. I was like, uh, procurement oh. manager? Uh, it'll be interesting when the Blackwater guys kick your door down, though. Just, just saying. Why were you talking about us? Oh, gosh. Dan, thanks for putting up with us. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. I wasn't. Now you're bringing this on my head. <laughs> you're dragging me into something. Exactly. I'm not sure I want to be a part of it. <laughs> you're, you're the head of procurement. When they kick your door in, just say, hey, wait, no, I'm the head of 
of procurement. Get out of my no, house. No, wait, no, that was door. that was Dan Hines with an E. My, I'm I'm Dan Hines with just an I. It, just it looks like him. You, yeah. you know, it's a common mistake. Dan just fact checked you, Brandon. That's awesome. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> oh man! So for our listeners, you, you may have heard it in the introduction, um, but just to recap the introduction, uh, Dan was on our show uh, just back in March of 2020, where we talked about his platform and his message around helping married couples get on the same page about finances because what's the number one topic in an argument in a marriage it's money it's all about mm-hmm. the money really mm-hmm. yeah you know even when a couple mm-hmm. says it's not about the money they're fighting about money it's always it's, about the money yeah yeah <laughs> um and it may be because you don't love me because of the way you spend the money but still it's about money and so it's, um Dan had shared with us some tips and some uh, insights on how couples can adult with money be on the same page how to have a budget, but also not be so rigid with it. So you could be human, be imperfect, but still have something guiding and instructing your money where to go. I thought it'd be great to have Dan back on because when we celebrated the fifth birthday of Beyond the Rut, uh, he got on Facebook and he said, hey, we should do this again. And I was like, you know, actually, that's a good idea. We should have him <laughs> back on go. again. Um, so even though he was the only person who like, it, for lack of a better phrase, self-promoted in that thread. Hey, it was a good idea. I was like, Hey, it worked. Yeah. Didn't it? <laughs> and it worked. He's on. If you don't do it. Nobody else is. So you got it. And our page, unlike other groups, there is no rule about self-promotion. Exactly. We, we control the posts, but, mm-hmm. um, it was a great idea because, I mean, we've gone through the COVID-19 pandemic and a big part of that was this nationwide shelter in place order. So whether you, you were, on board that we should have sheltered in place or you're not on board that we should have sheltered in place. The reality is we all had to shelter in place in some way and that impacted a lot of folks. So there are couples who had to keep going to work uh, because they were frontline. Then you had those who got furloughed and you also have those who were just simply working from home and and all that creates some stress and some strain and uh, especially for those who've been furloughed or laid off. financial strain and I was, so Dan just happened to come forward when I was thinking about this uh, you know a day or two later here's Dan saying we should do this again I'm like yep. there's the guy to talk about it right there <laughs> um, what's so, great about Dan's approach too is he didn't know last year obviously a, a, a virus or whatever was going to happen but planning lets all these emergencies happen mm-hmm. and you're you're prepared mm-hmm. for them at least to some extent granted a worldwide shutdown is a little unprecedented but uh, <laughs> if you plan then the emergencies just happen they don't shock you you know yeah yeah well and it was funny because as everything was it was shutting down i know around like personal finance the personal finance world and personal finance blogs and facebook pages and twitter and instagram and all that stuff there was a meme that went around it was just the face of dave ramsey kind of looking <laughs> like stern and it just said that six month emergency fund ain't so funny anymore is it <laughs> like, like that was a great idea you know that's basically what the meme said he's like i, I wasn't crazy to tell you that was i yeah. um and yes it, exactly and in and, and planning ahead for these emergencies. And also you think, you know, I used to be a financial advisor. And one thing they tell you right away when you're trying to help people uh, invest for the future is to learn that market dips, market crashes aren't an if, they are a win. Yeah. So you will not a win like you were winning, <laughs> but it's going to it's going to happen. The market's going to correct. It's going to go down at some point for some reason. And so you need to prepare your clients for that. You need to prepare yourself for that. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's baked into my training. It's baked into everything that I talk to people about that emergencies will happen. Now, 
you know, this, what we're going through with this pandemic is unprecedented. I mean, the last time it happened was what, like 1908 or something with the (laughs) Spanish flu. Um, So this is, I mean, no one's seen this for generations. So this is, this is extreme what we're going through and other shocks as uh, life goes along, hopefully (laughs) won't be nearly as severe, but they do happen. All we have to do is think about back to 2008. So it's been, you know, 12 years, 12 to 11 years that we haven't had to do something about Mm. this. Um, and recessions actually happen usually more frequently than that, just a, just by a little bit. It's like more like once every nine years or a decade. So once, uh, you know, anyone listening to this, once you get out of this, start preparing emergency funds, start preparing for it's going to happen again. <laughs> so yeah. we, we, we need to uh, keep an eye on that. Now, with your clientele, what's probably been the most common thing you've seen couples endure because of the shelter in place orders and because of COVID-19? Yeah, I mean, everything that I've experienced and, and talked to people about so far, it really, I, you know, it, if it's about unemployment or furlough, the the silver lining to that is it helps them focus really quick. Mm. It helps them focus like we know exactly what our goal is. We know exactly what we want to happen. Um, so let's go about it. Um, for those couples that aren't in that survival mode, it's actually maybe a little bit harder because then it's just we've, we've gone through so much change. That change is hard because I'm guilty as much as anyone else of wanting to have patterns and to be comfortable and for things to just be normal (laughs) and go about because the mental energy to handle normal is easy. There is no mental energy. You just get up and do the same thing every Mm -hmm. day and that that can really be nice. But when it comes to change as far as, you know, can we go outside or not? Do we need a mask or not? What's going to happen to the kids? Are they going to have to go to school, virtual school? What about college? Um, you know, and then, and then also food, <laughs> you know, everyone, <laughs> grocery bills skyrocketed for everybody. Grocery yeah. store companies, their stocks are going fantastic because, you know, everyone's shopping and cooking a lot more or they switch to, they were so used to eating out that they're ordering out mm-hmm. as well. So that's been a big shift as far as like, what do we do about this? How do we, how do we handle this? And so it's, it really comes down to just the change in the uncertainty and, and how to deal with that. What was the biggest kind of thing that you found in your own personal life and finances that you didn't anticipate that maybe you, you weren't prepared for it kind of surprised you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use cap show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Um, to be honest, not much. Um, and and <laughs> so, and, and I say that, and I'm, I'm in, a, uh, my wife and I are in a very fortunate position where she's in a leadership role at her work. So her, although she did get a pay cut and we did get a little bit of unemployment uh, from that, 
Um, other than that, my uh, I work with my family business as well. So there was a salary there that was helping us out. Uh, we already had an emergency fund. We're out of debt other than our mortgage. Um, you know, I'm an introvert. My wife's an introvert. We don't have kids. <laughs> and I already worked from home. So like, it's kind of one of those things where I am fort- I try not to brag, but I, people ask, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I'm preparing for this my whole way. life. This thing's been like an introvert's heaven come to earth type oh, of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I've used it because so many things I can't go and do. I've lost 20 pounds. I've starting to lift weights. And so my health has actually gotten a lot better mm-hmm. as well. But it's, it also goes back to the fact that because my wife and I talk so much about money, because we budget every month and we are really clear with each other what our goals are, when things change, it's a lot easier to make decisions because we know what we want. So, mm-hmm. you know, just perfect example, this week, um, my CrossFit gym had to close down for good. Um, and so they closed, they had one final day of classes on a Monday. Um, and, but the thing is, is, my goal isn't to go to CrossFit every day. My goal is I want to weigh 200 pounds and have 10% body fat. I want to I look like a linebacker. You know, that's, yeah. that's my goal. And so when the gym closed and I know what my goal is, for me to go around town and look at other gyms and look at their prices and to see what they offer, it was really easy for me to say yes to one place or no to another place. I went to a regular gym on Tuesday, a CrossFit gym on Wednesday, another regular gym on Thursday, and a final CrossFit gym on Friday. And I signed up for that final gym on Friday because I went through all the options and it was the best one by the end of the week. And there wasn't any reason to think any farther beyond that. And so when it comes to couples and dealing with all of this change, it's, it's, it's in, I don't want to say crazy, but it's, it's intense and wonderful how easier it is to start to make decisions when you know exactly what you want. It makes it so much easier to say yes or no to some options. But on the flip side, there's a difference between making a good decision and having good options. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do want to be very careful to say, you know, anyone out there who's doing the best they can, I'm, I'm here for you. It's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here to help you out with that. And I understand that maybe some of your options aren't the best, but you've got to make the best decision that you can. And, and now it's the time to start planning that. You know, I, yeah. I've been telling people that for weeks now is it's like, yeah, we didn't know this was coming, but something is going to change or come or happen in the next year, 10 years, 20 years. Start planning now because and I don't remember if you said this, but we'll we'll credit you with saying this last time. It's once you sure. put together a really good plan, then you can make adjustments. You don't have to make hard right turns or or major mm-hmm. changes. You can just make adjustments in it a little bit, you know, a little pay cut here, or maybe the gym closed, or you know, you got sick or whatever it is. It's minor adjustments instead of, oh, we gotta move or we gotta yes. you know go yes. to wherever. Yeah. Well, and and on that, I mean it's so I teach my couples that you need to master three habits in order to master money. And those three habits are, first of all, setting clear goals. And especially when it comes to money, I I find that couples really start to talk in circles or they argue in circles because they're talking about a lot of what ifs. I I was on on a call with one couple and they were basically arguing about health insurance and what they should do. And I asked them, like, are you guys actually making this decision right now? Or is this like a lot of what ifs? They're like, well, we don't actually need to make a decision. We're just arguing. I'm like, well, <laughs> you don't have to argue on something you're not actually making a decision about. And I, in my, the teaching moment for them was to say that the reason that you're talking in circles is because both of you are right. They, they had different opinions about the subject in general. 
And I said, well, what stops those arguments is having a number. Because when you say option A costs $400 a month and option B costs $300 a month, you start to compare that price to the value that you want to get out of it. And Mm. it stops those arguments real quick to say, oh, I want this, but it costs so much money it's really not an option. But option B, I kind of want it and it's more affordable. So that's going to be the, the better choice. And so that first habit is get really clear on those goals. Try to have some sort of monthly number. Um, second thing is to track your money using a, a, an app or a spreadsheet or something. But third, back to your point, Brandon, is that you know, it's, you're not trying to set plans forever. You're just trying to make plans for the next step. And so it's all about monthly budgeting because the world of finance pretty much moves in months, (laughs) Um, you know, monthly rent, monthly uh, utility bills, stuff like that. And so you just make a plan for the next month and that's it. You don't try to make a budget for the whole year unless you're in such a fortunate position that you can plan for the whole year and it's probably going to go according to plan. There's very few, there's basically you have to be rich and wealthy to be planning (laughs) a full year and it going just fine. Um, you've got to have a lot of wiggle room for that. It's possible, but it's uh, it's rare. And so, yeah, it's it's not to say that you're making plans forever. You're just saying, I know where I want to go. We're going to go five miles down the road and then see what happens. And if right. you've got to make a detour or uh, life forces you to take a detour, if you know where you want to go, it's a lot easier to find that detour or to figure out uh, what those next turns will be. So what would you say to somebody who say they were a teacher or uh, some some position that you knew was never going to go away. It was never going to change. It, you were going to get to do 20, 30 year career and make this amount of money and blah. You pretty much had that all mapped out. And all that went away in the last few months because schools changed or whatever. Yeah. What would mm-hmm. you say to them if they come to you and say, you know, Dan, I'm just struggling. I, I don't even know if I have my career anymore. Yeah, that's tough. Um, and that's something I've, I've thought a little bit about as well. Um, there's a, um, a guy, Michael Singer, he wrote a book called The Untethered Soul, which I have absolutely fallen in love with. Um, and one of the phrases or one of the ideas that he has in that book is that when we uh, feel the need to make the world be a certain way, in order for us to be okay, we'll never be okay. Because you can never make the world exactly the way you want to be. Instead, what we should try to do is to practice and say, I am okay, and I will let the world be. And so when someone ties their self-worth or their happiness to a particular um, career or, or a certain label, per se, then that's where we're trying to make the world be a certain way in order for us to be okay. And so if someone were to have that, I'd say, well, what is it about being a teacher that you love? Is it working with kids? Is it working with a certain age of kids? Is it that you just love to be in front of a room teaching anyone anything? Because uh, me personally, I love being a mentor, being a coach, uh, but it's it's not that I have to be those things or have that label. It's the fact that I am helping someone grow. That's what it comes really down to is I'm helping someone learn and grow and improve their lives. And I love doing that. But there are other things in life that I love to do. And I could, excuse me, I could have a career doing that as well. And so with these careers, it's to say, um, you know, is it is it the fact that you have to be a teacher to enjoy your life? Or is there a certain aspect that we can find that a different career also provides that? I love that because you kind of take a zoom out. 
You know, let's look yeah. at the big picture. You're here, but you can zoom out and go, well, the teacher's skills can be applied in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And and like you were saying, you, you can do them without anyone around, do them from your home with the little camera and YouTube channel and everything else. You don't have to be in front of a group, but you could be mm-hmm. in front of thousands of people. And so you, we sometimes limit our choices because we don't know where we're trying to get. So right. once this road closes and roads close all the time, especially here, it seems like, but they're doing construction. You got to figure out a different way to get where you're going. And like, I love how you said that. If you don't know where you're going, every detour is going to be really difficult because you don't mm-hmm. know if you can take a right or a left or you need to turn around and go back a little bit or something like that. It's almost like a good business strategy too. Like you need to know what you'll absolutely do and the things you absolutely won't do. And when you have those parameters in place uh, for your finances, it sounds like when you are hit with those crossroads, because you have those parameters already in line with what your goals are, you know which choice is the better choice. You right. can yeah. you can almost predict which is going to be the better choice. Right. And going back to the the business example, uh, there's someone that I know in Nashville who has, uh, well, her company was or technically still is um, doing f- a food tour oh, of wow. Nashville. Um, and so it's you know like, hey, join our tour group. We're going to tell you about the city, and then we're going to show you stuff, and it's and, and it's it's really fun. Um, and of course, that's not happening right <laughs> yeah. now. And so yeah. she's had to pivot. But what she's starting to do is a podcast about customer service, customer experience, because she realized what made her company so awesome and get such high reviews on TripAdvisor is that the experience that they created was second to none. Like she's, you know, you think Disney World or, or uh, you know, Ritz Carlton or some of those like yeah. really high end experiences, even just for her her tour group in in Nashville, that's what she's able to do. So now her podcast is about helping business owners figure out the customer experience uh, for who who they're working with. Um, And so then, you know, from that, that knowledge and that skill, then she can start, you know, she could write a book, she could start a course, she could do a mastermind group. And so she when she narrowed down to that one skill that she knows that she's good at, she's applying it to a different area and I'm sure she'll be successful. Uh, like I'm not worried about her, but it, it took her a minute or two to, to, to discover that. What's the name of her podcast? I tell you what, spot. I will, I need to look, look it, it up, up. Um, but I will, will put, I guess I'll give it to you guys so you can yeah, put it in the show go. notes. Yeah. Um, but she just, and, yeah, she just, um, she just interviewed a vice president from Disney world oh, and he's yeah. got a book out. And so I can't wait for that to come out. Wait, but yes, yeah. nice. nice. So um, this is great because uh, podcast movement 2021 is going to be in Nashville. Oh yeah, that's we got right. our food planned out. We will. Ooh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, absolutely. So yeah, it's, thinking, I'll, I'll get you guys connected. I'm thinking we'll, very we'll practically here. I'm, we're, yeah, we're I'm gonna, sure that's a great show and all, but we're I'm thinking have to about have Nashville. her on too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Absolutely. My main goal too is I need to tell uh, some companies about her podcast because I've oh, dealt okay. with customer service over the last week uh, at PayPal, Facebook, Lowe's, <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to call you all out, and you all need to listen to her podcast. And I've never even heard it, but I know you're not doing it right, so you need to. To get on board with that. Customer yeah, so I just looked her up. Uh, so her her name is uh, Christine uh, Wheatley, uh, okay. Christine Wheatley Huey, uh, and her uh, company is called A Little Local Flavor. Awesome. Um, so you can just go straight to TripAdvisor in Nashville, and she'll be like top 
top 10 easy awesome well we will check her out we'll we'll tell everybody to well i guess we're doing that now go check her out yeah uh, because customer service so for me right is <laughs> a thousand percent more important than almost every other thing a business does you know you can have great products you can have great prices you can have great delivery but if your customer service is bad People will stop going to you. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, with your show and, and your your uh, company. It's like if, if you weren't living that out in a way that was authentic, people would figure that out pretty quickly. You know, mm-hmm. you're selling one thing, but you're really doing something different. They just walk away. And all of that is customer service. Do you really care about what you're saying? And, and you well, clearly do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, and to get that back to finances and couples is that what experience are you creating for your partner? What, right. what, what experience are you creating for your family and for yourself around money? And that's really what I help couples with um, with the coaching is that, you know, if you've never done any personal finance courses or books or anything like that, it can be a whole new language uh, and knowledge base that you neither of you, you know, you're just kind of like both it's, it's the blind leading the blind. Yeah. And so you, you, one of you grew up with money a certain way and the other of you grew up in a different way. And you don't have that third party mediator, whether it's mm-hmm. me or any other financial guru to, to help you with that. Um, but then it also comes down to, you know, when it comes to experiences, how to have productive conversations, how to, Okay, so here's my best tip on that because it it just popped into my brain. There's a book I read called Radical Candor, um, and it's a business book. But in it, they talk about that you really need to try to separate meetings into brainstorming meetings and decision meetings. And the reason people get really mad in meetings is because they go in thinking it's a brainstorming meeting, but it's actually a decision meeting and they want to like test the waters more. And then you've got people that like want them to want to make a decision and get out of there. But then you're spending all this time brainstorming and it's like, you're wasting my time. And so if you, especially when it comes to money um, and you can do this right now, this will help your conversations right now is if you have a decision to make, it's okay to have multiple meetings. It's to sit down and like brainstorm, like, okay, what are our options? What do we know about these options? What don't we know? Okay, let's take a break. Uh, a day, a couple hours, a week, go find information, come back, and then we can have a decision meeting once we actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> right. and, and too often, you try to do both at the same time, and there's just a lot of pressure with that. And it, you can relieve that pressure immediately by just saying, hey, let's talk for half an hour and just explore ideas, and then we'll go look stuff up and then come back tomorrow. I love your approach because your approach really takes that emotion out of it. You know, this is not a win lose. We're a couple. We're we're yeah, we're supposed to be together forever. This we can't let a hundred dollar or a thousand dollar decision ruin this. So how do we use money and not let all that emotion kind of get to us? So what yeah. what do you do to get people to that point to make them understand that money should work for you? It shouldn't control everything that you do. That's a good question. Um, it really comes down to going back to the goals. That's what I start all my couples on. That's the first thing we talk about. Because also, you know, when it comes to money and budgeting and dealing with all the, the intricate details and stuff you have to learn, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy, <laughs> not just money to, to learn and, and to, to grow those habits. And so uh, when we have those goals uh, and we talk about those, then there's that reason why. Like, here's why we're fighting for this. And if it's not a good reason, let's find a good reason. Let's find exactly what it is that you want. Um, and so there is a little bit of, uh, you know, not 
arguments per se, but just a little back and forth with couples is to say, what is our primary goal? And what's a secondary goal? What's a third goal? I try to, I, I get my couples to create a top 10 list. Just say, okay, both of you get five goals and we're going to create a top 10 list. So all of your goals get on the list, but then we do have to prioritize to say, what's number one, what's number two. And then we go find the prices for those goals. So then we start to see we're on the same page with what do we want first? How much does that cost? What do we want second? Can we fit that into our budget in third and fourth and so on? But it also is a little bit of a roadmap to say, well, once you hit goal number one or you finish goal number one, all right, we know what to, we know what to do next. We're, we know what goal number two is. And so I get jealous of sports teams because everybody on the team knows what the goal is. It's to win, <laughs> yeah. to have more points on the board at the end of the game than the other team. Like right. everybody knows that there's everybody wants to get to the Super Bowl in the World Series. Like no, no one's arguing about that. <laughs> then it gets to like, how do we do that? And that's what I'm trying to get couples on. It's like, I want that. What, what's a win for you as a team? And then we'll get to how to go about it. Because if you're trying to argue how to handle money, but you don't know what the goal is, both of you are kind of right. Oh, right. <laughs> is that there are many, many, there's no right way to handle money. So rather than trying to pick the right way to do it and then pick a goal, let's go the other way. Let's pick a goal. What's the finish line? And then we'll pick a how that fits for you as a couple. Nice. And and next week, we're going to have your wife on to see if any of this is actually true <laughs> in your house. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll ask her, you know, the, cool. I'm, I've been trying to get her onto more YouTube videos to say like, hey, I'm not just blowing smoke. We actually really are good <laughs> yeah. about handling money. Um, and so, you know, I am the, the money nerd, so I have a lot more knowledge. But, you know, my creed or my, my uh, what do I want to say, philosophy is that because I'm a nerd, I like pushing the buttons and clicking the buttons and making sure everything's organized. So the work is like 90-10. I do most everything, but all of our decisions are 50-50. Like we don't move forward uh, until we both agree and then she's comfortable. So I have to have the patience to, to make sure to explain everything. But it's also for me to make sure she's comfortable asking the questions in the first place. If I'm Absolutely. not allowing that comfort to be there and she's not asking, then I have failed as well. Absolutely. And and I love the way that set up is this is our goal, you know, to get to the World Series or whatever it is. So everybody on the team, you and your wife or anybody else that's involved in that decision, all know where we're trying to get. So I, yeah. I, I can't have you decide you're going to run the other direction or you're going to always throw the ball down whenever it comes to you. It's like if you're not part of the team, then that's the problem. It's not the amount of money. It's not even the goal at that point. It's that you're not on the same wavelength as each other. And that only yeah. comes through discussion. Yeah. Yep. 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 Exactly. And so I think when it comes to a perfect example is we're getting solar panels for our roof and we live in Florida. So this is, this is going to be great for us. Um, and we just, but the thing that. is, love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the thing is, is that it's a $27,000 decision. Um, and it's, and it's adding a 20 year loan to our finances. And now we, we don't like debt. We don't hate debt. Like we're not completely <laughs> abstaining for, from it, but we're very careful about it. And so with that, we really had to sit down and like look at the numbers. But the thing is, it's because we already know our priorities. We know our goals. We know how much they cost and we track our money every month. We could take the number, the cost of this project and look at our budget and be like, yeah, we can afford that. 
And so it made the, the, the decision a little bit easier because of all of the work that we've already put into it. And it's, I just, I can't tell you how fast and easy our financial decisions are because we've done all of this work for so many years. So somebody's listening and they're saying, but I can't talk to my husband or wife about money. It always comes out as I'm griping or I'm controlling or the other side, I'm free with it. And I'm just like, let's just spend anything and we'll (laughs) figure it out later. And that's what credit cards are for and blah, blah, blah. How do you get two people that are completely on the the different kind of wavelengths with money, but Mm -hmm. they maybe have similar goals? How do you get them to work towards those goals at the same time? Yeah, the the big thing is, of course, to have those goals first is to have those priorities. And because uh, going back to what I was saying before is that once you have that goal, the how gets a little bit easier and we can find a way to do that. So I think a great example um, is me and my wife, um, and I and I've worked with couples where the genders have swapped, where like uh, the 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 wife was really detail oriented and really wanted to save money, uh, and the the husband was a, was it spent a little bit more freely, just wasn't as worried. It just money just wasn't a worry <laughs> yeah, for him. Uh, Brandon's raising his hand. My wife's an accountant, um, so it's easy for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you. yeah. Well, and so what happens is that at least for the the biggest thing you can do as a couple to help with that is to when you're budgeting and when you're planning your money is to have separate money, like have pocket money, fun money, where you get to spend your money where however you want, wherever you want, as long as you don't go over budget uh, and then all the other goals are going fine, then there's really no problem. Um, and so that's where if, if you have one side of the couple who's a little bit more free spending is to say, well, you know, how much does that cost you to be you every yeah. month? Is it $100? Is it $500? Like, let, let's pick a number. And then let's see if we can make that fit. Um, but then it's also to say where, if you're trying to reach a goal, and you say, okay, you're a little bit tight with money, but if you're a little bit more loose, here's the benefit to that you get to that goal faster, or you have a happier marriage, uh, and vice versa is that if you're a little bit more freewheeling is that if you're able to cut it back just a bit, and control that just a bit, not like, completely, you know, (laughs) get rid of everything, um, then here's how it'll benefit you. There's got to be that why at the Mm -hmm. end of that sales pitch. (laughs) It's like, if you're going to change, let's give you a reason to change. I, you know, I don't believe that people should be frugal just to be frugal. They're frugal because they get out of debt faster. You're going to be frugal because it gets you to retirement faster. Um, Same with food is that I don't cut your calories and say no to Oreos (laughs) just to cut calories and say no to Oreos. You're trying to lose weight. Like there's a purpose to this. And and so that's where, again, coming back to having that purpose is first because then the trade-offs have a reason. The trade-offs and the the, the changes in habits have have a purpose to them. Right. All right. So just to sum up, we talked about the importance of a couple, both parties in the couple having conversations with each other so they agree on some goals. Because that will drive everything. And those goals will help shape the parameters to make their decisions. And then we're talking about on a monthly basis, coming together, having those meetings to one, brainstorm how, where the priorities are for their finances, and then make a decision on how they're going to spend the money for that month. And um, 
you know, be okay with change and then having some separate blow money or cash money that is hers and some that it's mine or, you know, well, his and hers. There we go. And don't give up Oreos. And don't give up Oreos. I can have Oreos yeah. still. So there we go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I like to run. And the reason I run is because I want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My friends say I can eat cake, but uh, just don't make a habit of it and make sure I get my miles in for the there day. And I'm like, I didn't run today. So they're like, no yeah. cake for you today then. And I'm like, ah, well played. Good job. <laughs> yeah. And it, well, and, and you know, and that's why I call my services and my company adulting with money because yeah. in the end, it's just like, okay, I'm an adult now. I need to be just a tiny bit, that's a little more responsible. Like right. I could still have fun. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we have a lot of fun. So if people want to find out more about you, what's the best place to get a hold of you or go find out how they can get you involved in their money discussions? Yeah, um, I think the best thing is um, I have a free giveaway. It's called Couples Crushing Debt. And it's a six step process for you as a couple to, to start working together on debt. Even if your goal isn't debt, this handout will help you start to get on the same page. I talk about apps you should use and how you should have your conversations. Uh, so if you want that, go to adultingwithmoney.com. It's the first thing that pops up. It's my homepage. Uh, so you can download that. Um, and also, please be sure to check out my YouTube channel, just youtube.com slash adultingwithmoney. And um, be sure to ask me questions because the best videos that I create and the, and the videos that people love are the questions that they've asked and the information that they want to know. So I love giving the people what they want. So come uh, email me, uh, comment on Facebook, comment on my YouTube channel. Tell me what questions you have, and that way I can keep making awesome videos for everybody. So if there's somebody who really likes to ask a question, but they don't want to do it that way, what's your address? Maybe they could just come by and tell you the question that they have. And- <laughs> well, I am in Florida. It's, it's kind of nice. Just stay away from hurricane season. <laughs> yeah, so just go to just Florida and start around asking Florida. around. We're Stan hey, Hines. Where Dan's at? Where Dan is? <laughs> he, uh, he, or you could go away. to Houston and see the procurement manager for Blackwater. Yeah. That's where he lives in Houston. So. <laughs> You're still getting your door kicked down. That'd <laughs> be awesome. Well, hey, as long as you know you're going to come to my house and there's going to be like solar panels on the ground, like, well, where's Dan and where's the house? Like, there's something <laughs> something has gone terribly wrong. It didn't work out. <laughs> but you'll get free solar panels. So hey, you know, you come, come on by. Grab a solar panel. Take it to your house. It'll help the environment. A Who little steals bit. a house? That's I what I want to know now. Solar panels. Oh, Dan, it was awesome to have you back on again. Um, definitely a treat for us and a treat for our audience. And uh, yeah, we hope you do well. And uh, well, if you're not going to be on the uh, virtual podcast movement coming up in October, we'll definitely see you in Nashville. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. We'll Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Brandon. It's great to see you guys again. And yeah, absolutely. We won't be strangers. We'll see each other. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll take care. Have a great day. Now, if you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 237. There you'll find links to Dan Hines's social media presence, his website, and that free resource he talked about, Couples Crushing Debt. Now, we're glad you joined us, and the best way you can pay us back is to pay us forward. So if you know somebody who would love to hear about this topic, they're looking for some answers, forward this on your social media. Just share the link, beyondtherut.com slash 237. They'll find us, they'll listen to us, and hopefully apply some of these tips that they learned from Dan. Now, we're glad you joined us this week. We look forward to joining you again next week as we bring you another episode from Michael Lacey, who shares about how he and his wife as newlyweds also tackled the challenges of money when they realized on their honeymoon that things were not peachy keen. 
Until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.